Hello, everyone. Before we get into this week's film discussion, we'd like to begin by expressing our condolences to the families and individuals who are going through this extremely difficult time, not only with the ever-looming COVID-19, but also with the continued unjust murders happening in Black communities by police. With the recent slaying of George Floyd, we the people are disgusted and tired of this unfair and corrupt behavior. Our voices are louder than ever, and together we must speak up and protect those who need it most. The world is in pain, and the time for meaningful change is beyond past due. If you can protest, go out and protest. If you can donate to the organizations like NAACP or the numerous bail funds out there, please donate. Use this time to reflect and grow. Help others, be kind to one another, and stand up for what is right. We are in this together. Three, two one and welcome back everyone uh uh it's it's us again i'm victor i'm nick still ryan so we have two films to talk about today um we have the lighthouse and portrait of a lady on fire uh i don't know which one to talk about first which one are you guys which one are you guys leaning towards portrait Portrait. Yeah. I, I guess we could do portrait. Yeah. Nick, you want to go in the synapsis? Yeah, I'll get the synapsis here. Portrait. Oh, I can do that. I can do that. Oh, no. so, got so you got uh so you got French, uh what's her name? The girl from Twilight. You got her in French. <laughs> and there's something about love and paintings. <laughs> well superior piece. I guess I mean I could still recap it. That's one way to put it. Yeah. Now, the actual plot is, and it's set in the 18th century in France. A painter's tasked with trying to paint this other lady, but she has, she has a history of not posing for painting. She's very stubborn like that. But they slowly learn to become friends with one another, and maybe even something more beyond that. Yeah. No, uh, Ryan's was better actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 50-50. Both both yeah. touched on uh, accurate elements. Pretty much. So, um, so yeah, what did you guys think about this one? I was it's... surprisingly into it. Yeah, Ryan, Hello. you? Hello? Are you there? Slow. 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 It's oh, not why I was I was glued once I started it. Like I could not. That was why I was watching it so late. Yeah, I could not turn it off once I started it. Totally. Yeah, it's got such a great but, tone. Man. It is. Yeah, the yeah. tone is nice, but she's yeah. slow. Uh, yeah. I I remember this was going around for a bit. I like all of our film friends were posting about this movie. Was, oh my gosh, one oh, of the I best bet. of the year. Just oh yeah. Believe it. It's um... so naturally. I stood away from it for a little bit. <laughs> but no, no, no I've watched it's, it. What would you say? It's got um, it's got a little bit of indie syndrome, where yeah. there is a lot of nothing. Yeah, yeah. Can work lot. like Tar- Tarkovsky. He has a ton of like metaphorical shots where it'll sit on nothing for like three minutes. But you know the symbolism if you're paying attention. Like, oh, he's in a dead yard, symbolizing like his psychosis or whatever. This just took its time and did things slow. I felt for not so much 
plot reasons as much as it looks a certain way. Mm-hmm. Mm, I I disagree with that. I think like a lot of the I think a lot of that's very intentional, especially on a lot of those like POV shots or just um, when the camera would sit on a character. I mean that's just like it's it's taking in consideration the main character as a painter and kind of those long glances those just essentially studying environment studying the character and i think that it's in that but there's so much walking nothing's happening but i think we can agree as a whole camera work is pretty it's such a pretty looking movie dude yeah the, the cinematographer fr- took into account that the theme was paintings yeah the i was gonna say the color is scheme is gorgeous. very pronounced and noticeable in the best way it's, it's oh, yeah. so good there was one shot that stuck out the first one that really stuck out to me other than like the opening shot was um the shot of one of the characters sitting and there's a box behind her and her head is outlined by the black of the box then they have another character standing off to the side and the line of the box is parallel with her eye line and once i saw that i was like i see exactly what they're doing and they're recreating old paintings traditional composition just all sorts of stuff there's diagonal focus there's horizontal focus there's eye line that's oh my goodness yeah so good my my takeaway is where i think towards the end when they started repeating parallels the story later on so, well, since we're jumping into it, we'll get into spoilers here just right now, I guess. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. So the whole spiel, the whole stick with the movie is that uh, Hello- Heloise won't show her face, or she's making it very hard for Marianne to do her job as a painter, so she wasn't, so she won't look at her directly. And then the whole course of the movie, they eventually hook up. They're, and then by the end, when they have to separate, then kind of repeats itself. She has to turn. She turns away from him and does just acts like she doesn't, or she doesn't act like she isn't there. But she's basically just not ignore. Not I. I don't know what I'm, I'm losing myself. Are you already. are you trying to create a parallel with the story that they read towards the end of the film? Yeah. So because and... when they because fir- when they first meet, they're walking along the bluff there and. Hello, Heloise is leading Marianne, and because yeah. Mar- Marianne has to look at her face so she can paint her face properly, she's but Heloise is making that hard to do. Then the, and at the end of the movie, they do the same thing when they have to separate because Heloise is going to go off to marry some guy in Milan, and Marianne's going to go her way. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's just the one shot where she's tightening the where she's tightening her corset, and it just reminded me of that. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that made sense. <laughs> kind of, I think. I think I'm following you. Oh god. Yeah, yeah it's I, it's a gorgeous movie. It's yeah. What what else stood out to you guys? Uh, what were more pros? What, what else did you guys like? The acting. I really like the way they used music in the movie and not like you know technical yeah. aspect. They used it only within the story the world. Yeah. yeah. Non There's no non diegetic music. For that a lot was of the film. really creative, it was very appreciative. The, that was, was nice. that was that was interesting, yeah. Because 
Because this does seem like the kind of film, if it was in the hands of a wrong director, they would use any sort of emotional moment to just like tug your heartstrings or like, all right, this is oh, the, some music in there. Like yeah. the part no. where she, where uh, Marianne goes, goes to Heloise and um, just like, forgive me. Like she's trying to get her back. That could have easily been a part where they could have thrown in some strings and made it mm -hmm. super emotional. But that was one thing I appreciate so much is like, this was a really slow film, but it was the chemistry that was being built upon and yeah just this like very subtle romance and it was oh, just so dude. you want to like, talk go ahead sorry no no you're fine it was just like i i, I just appreciated how uh it was just like i don't know how to explain it tension just, between the characters yeah you want to talk sexual tension holy shit it's like a <laughs> it's like a sauna in here oh god wow that's yeah it's the, that was one of the most heated romances i think i've seen in a movie in quite a long time and the acting between those two ladies was fantastic oh, yeah it was really holy two great performances i was geez. very impressed yeah just by the like once the movie established like there could be some romantic there's some romantic undertones going on here i was like okay when's it happening it's gotta happen soon or i will explode i'm just gonna <laughs> and yeah it, it is charming to watch these two characters uh eventually hook up it's 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 quite nice actually you know and not just saying that because guy like, oh yeah lesbians let's go uh, no no this is actually a genuinely sweet romance yeah, that's what I like too. It's just like it's not, it's just so such a calm and you know there's not many like, uh, uh, what's the word? There's just not much a um, conflict or I mean there is. Yeah. It's like more. It's understated. Uh, personal and um, I mean granted the entire story is kind of one big conflict where you know one the Eloise doesn't want to leave and doesn't want to go marry some random guy in milan hell she doesn't uh, want to get painted right so but still it's just um it's just it's like staring into a nice painting it and is. coming back to the cinematography part it's like this feels very contemporary kind of like mm -hmm. the lighthouse where it's shot contemporary but uh it utilizes a lot of you know picturesque compositions like ryan mentioned mm, and I, mm -hmm. I really 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 dig that it's like this yeah. movie is so sharp looking because i think it was shot with a 8k camera so it's like that mm, no kidding contrast between high definition and God. i don't know it was just very very cool i liked that a lot yeah also appreciate the hues and the tone of the movie dude, in terms the, of color because color. the color palette oh, was heavily inspired i'm just guessing because what i've looked up but mm -hmm. it's heavily inspired by old paintings the oh, sure. use of reds and very uh very dark blues is super common with older paintings and Absolutely. this nailed the old painting look from start to finish yeah agreed also props to the uh location scouts and just the production, oh, yeah. production design overall this production dude yeah wardrobe it, it, wardrobe the sets the props just yeah it's the 18th century up in this bleh. and also the sound design because the music is not there really but like the, 
I just I like the sound of design in this movie for some reason because like the crashing of the waves, the soft wind, even the little the little little brushes she makes on her canvas. I don't yeah, know. It's a this very... movie would be wild to watch with headphones. Yeah, man. Jeez, ASMR for days. Oh yeah. And yeah, uh, so yeah, this there was is... some stuff I didn't like. Like uh, there's an editing choice at the end. I was so bummed out. The end of the movie, the last shot. What? First of all, what did you guys think of that last moment? I loved it. I I Dude. I liked it, but I feel. <laughs> I had this thought, so I really loved the last shot. I got the I got the intention of it. It was very emotional and whatnot. But part of me was also thinking, like, okay, I I'm, I feel like I'm watching her idle animations for a video game. She's just kind of sitting there, making the same general movements with her face. It's what there. bugged me about that, what almost ruined that shot for me, is they in editing they tracked to her head. And the motion matched her head movement, and it I killed it for me. That. I did really? notice that. I thought that was, that was all I could see. Huh. I thought that might have been an intentional choice. I mean, they do that multiple times throughout the film. I noticed, like, very subtly. They'll yeah. kind of track on the head. and Yeah, I guess it is kind of a strange spot to do it. It was um, distracting to me because it's such, like, it's such a, like, just a still motionless movie where characters just stand, camera doesn't move. It's just the scene that conveys it. So every time they added a digital editing trick like that, it bummed me out. I was like, you guys could have just left it motionless and this would have looked incredible. Yeah, they let That's the fair. acting do the talking most of the time. They didn't need yeah. that. Yeah, her performance during that was... <laughs> Whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I didn't have a Whoa. problem at all. I mean, I slightly noticed it, but I was just too focused on her eyes and her face to like really have that bug me but i i get that i get yeah, that story that pulled me out huh. unfortunately because her performance was great but i started noticing like oh like that beam right next to her forehead is shifting just enough to catch my attention yeah yeah uh you know ryan you brought up a good point like it, the camera stays still enough the camera just stays still and lets things happen in them i, I feel yeah. like that's kind, that's a like an indie movie cliche i've noticed what do you guys think about that in general should indie movies yeah, it's becoming uh, what's the problem almost format yeah like indie movies their cinematography i feel is kind of lazy in some way because they just let the camera sit and they're hoping you'll find some meaning out of it or they just they just can't plan I don't out i think it's lack of meaning it's it's at a point where like i was saying like tarkovsky had reasons for doing like certain camera tricks Indie movies now are doing that, but not, I don't think so much for the content as much as the style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. There's nothing wrong with keeping your camera still. There's, there could be intent behind it, but you yeah. start, you start to see patterns after a while. And yeah, like, this is definitely like foreign indie. Like that is, that is the look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you but, really see that as like a, like a a con though like does it really distract you no, it's from... not a it's not a con here i just <clears throat> it's just something i know i'm gonna choke here <laughs> it's starting to feel like other like the when i see this style of camera it's getting to a point where i'm starting to think other movies during it because i'm seeing it so much at this point that's what it is yeah i just mm. i notice i noticed it done in other times and i 
I have to, I just have to remember there's intent behind it sort of thing. Not just because they're it's a cheap movie and they can't do a lot of fancy movements. No, they absolutely had purpose and there was reason. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the indie go-to camera trick now. It's like, all right, motionless, the characters stand still 20 seconds. It's good. Yeah. There were there were like some some of those moments I actually kind of liked. So I think uh there was yeah. one part. <clears throat> there was one part. I think I can't remember if it was after they kissed for the first time or not. Or it was after a very intimate moment between them. Uh they're in the uh they're in the kitchen or the dining hall or whatever. Or just dining room. Um there's just one wide shot. The maid is sewing. Uh, oh, Marianne's, yeah. Marianne's having a seat at the bench. Uh, Heloise is fixing the soup up in the in the cauldron behind her. Just I don't know that that was that was some nice staging. That was a like shot that really uh, stood out to me too. Yeah, like just in the subtle colors and the in the vegetables and the fruit that she had out laying on the table. Yeah. Just all together, just like man, this is just picturesque. It's beautiful. Yeah. It felt just right. It was so good. Uh, uh. Yeah, this is weird. I've ne- I don't go crazy a lot for these, for these uh indie for these indie movies like this, but I I think about it, it's like hitting me deep, strangely. Yeah. I was kind of feeling the same because I mean sometimes when a movie is just slight for the sake of being that, I get kind of like, and it's quite a few French films I've seen. I'm just like. I like the content and the thematic material, but it's just so subtle and so um, very reliant on dialogue that sometimes it can get kind of like a little boring for me Mm -hmm. because I kind of like to have more than just words to really like draw me in. Um, But I really wasn't having an issue with that here because while it is really reliant on uh, the dialogue and uh, I don't know. It, it was just like, it's not necessarily my style, but man, I was really happy with it. And, and it does kind of like drag towards the end. Uh, I could see, yeah. I can notice myself kind of like losing a little bit of attention, but I don't know. It was just the right pace for me. Uh-huh. Uh, also the dialogue is really good in this movie. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, some choice words between these two ladies. It's great. <clears throat> Writing is definitely good. It's. I'm curious. I'm very curious what the script actually looks like. <laughs> I, I just really want to know because there's such a minimal amount of dialogue. I just want to see what the script looks like and how big it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get it translated. Then we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. I just want to know, like, yeah, how much of it, like, there were, since there were so many scenes of, like, character walks, like, yeah, character walks through hallway, that's, like, four words, and there's so much of that, and the movie's over two, it's over under two it's hours, exactly it's near two the two-hour hour mark, either way, yeah. and the, I'm just very curious what the script looked like, I'm, I'm so curious. Yeah, a lot of blank spaces. Yeah, I'm trying to find uh, the script online, and I can't find I doubt it. you will. 
I doubt you could find this script online. Such a recent movie and a foreign movie, no less. Uh, no, that's pretty common actually for it is film, okay. recent films to have their scripts drop like months. Okay, yeah, but um, since know, it's I such a popular film, I, I I just thought maybe it would. I figure would a foreign out. film would factor in there. Because yeah, yeah, you see sites like No Film School, they'll get access to the Oscar-winning scripts somehow, right, some right, way, right. and they'll just and they'll put links to them in a story post. Uh, I yeah. bet it's very like uh, very literary though, very uh, very novel-esque more than yeah, script. very yeah, eloquent. Yeah, I would assume that's why I'm curious because like like I was saying, it's like four words to say like almost half of the movie scenes like character walks down hall like that's like a lot a good portion of the movie honestly and it's got to be written in a way where describes the mood of the walk and the tone and everything yeah i'm i'm very curious that's all i can say uh-huh yeah you know also while we're while we got this movie here uh the love scenes i like the restraints in these love scenes shocked yeah. yeah i know it would have been so easy just go the ex go the exploitive route but no actually. it was almost the old school comical where it's like oh they're looking at each other pretty intent they're done it was yeah. honestly like not in a bad way but it was yeah. funny the way they edited that yeah it's it like cut naked in bed <laughs> yeah wow I don't see that yeah. anymore yeah um, yeah it wouldn't have made sense if they showed anymore that wouldn't have felt it's right. too elegant of a movie to show that sort of thing yeah and it wouldn't, wouldn't make sense for the characters either it, uh, it just like no. thematically would just be like well what like this is kind exactly. of like a hidden i don't know it just adds to the whole it's not the pan maiden <laughs> yeah exactly it's <laughs> oh my god i don't get it this one yeah it, this one you could like Maybe grandma would like sections of it, handmaiden. <laughs> yeah. Grandma has a heart attack and dies. Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. pretty accurate. Yeah. You know, actually, since we're talking here, what do we think of love scenes in general in movies? Are they largely are they necessary? Are they unnecessary? Well while we're here, what do you guys what are your thoughts? I can understand thematically like wanting to show it. I never see it's necessary. It's just me though. Like I've seen movies where I'm like yeah, that scene worked, but usually I'm just like, this is just weird because the story's halted now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've I've only seen one good love scene in my I've only seen one good love scene in my life that actually added to the storyline. Other than that. You know what? Yeah, I know Melancholia. That <laughs> is a movie where a love scene was it made sense. I got it. And in um and in Antichrist. He utilizes sex scenes so well in both of those that mm -hmm. it has so much impact. But other than that, I can't think of a movie where I'm like, yeah, that was a necessary scene that should be in there. I was going to say the Terminator. That Terminator. Kind of the whole backstory hinges on that love scene. I so. would say it just definitely context. Because, I mean, I'm thinking to mm -hmm. there's this film called Don't Look Now from the late 70s and it's has a very infamous well, not infamous but a very well-known sex scene and it's it, it it's like really helps it's very re realistic too um and it really mm. kind of shows 
the current relationship and like how it just feels very raw. Um, but I would mm -hmm. have to also yes. give it to Barry Jenkins as well for Moonlight and Beale Street. Like hmm. those romance. Oh, Beale like, Street. Yes. Oh, you know, that, that one that I think it's the first time it's like, yes, beautiful. It's such a great scene. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. um, but and with Moonlight, too, it's like it's it's such like a holy crap moment. Like it's just you feel for the character and scene on the beach. Yes. OK, yeah. That's good too. So yeah, very yeah, very Jenkins. There's he does yeah. that very well. But other than that, like I can't think of many movies where I'm like that was very important. I guess yeah. just depends on the movie. That's really it. I yeah. I remember the spectacular now had a love scene that mm -hmm. yeah, that, that love scene uh totally understand understanding like, to represent that. yeah, the, the teenage point of view of a love scene. That that one was yeah, and that one was uh very natural and yeah yeah that was yeah yeah like like I never done it but I believe that's what it would look like <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah. But anyway back to portrait um what else do we get so yeah uh great great characters great acting very steamy hot romance I just oh god <laughs> jeez Louise. Yeah, um I act I actively had to I had to do I had to do one of these by the end of the movie. I just had to go <laughs> just mm. This is a cartoon? No. <laughs> yeah, what the hell, Nick? It's the wolf whistle. Oh, forget it. Nick's exactly, guys. it's the wolf whistle. The the wolf no, whistle exactly. On. Eyes bulged bulging out you of You guys have never seen a oh. call, have you? Jeez. I'm going to pull up the copy pasta. Humana, humana. Is it creepy pasta? No, the, the copy pasta. What's a copy pasta? Oh, Nick, have you ever been on the internet? Apparently not. Uh, well, yeah. What, yeah. I don't what know do you I've... guys got? What do you guys got? I don't know. I don't have. It, it... What do I got? This yeah, seems what... like a relatively straightforward movie. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those films where it would help to have a little bit more knowledge on uh, history, <laughs> especially yeah. the time period. Possibly. Uh, I mean, and especially the story they read towards the end. I know literally nothing about uh, what was Orpheus and Hades and, and anything like that. So I feel like a little bit of, I mean, granted, they read it out to you. So it's not like yeah, super confusing, but I feel like period pieces in general, it's nice to have like a little bit more information, like uh, yeah. just prior to watching the film. Perhaps. But yeah. I definitely think this would is, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. I, it's very I, straightforward I, plot wise, but I feel like there's so much like subtle subtleties. Yeah. Um, it's, it's basic, but it's smart. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I only I only say that because I see either my friends or the people who write freaking seventeen paragraph essays about the intricacies of this movie when really it's just it's it's just a simple romance, really. I mean, granted, it's 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 unconventional in the, considering the time period and who's involved, but yeah, it, otherwise, it's per, girl meets girl girl solely falls for girl and girl pokes up with girl you know i mean 
that's kind of a reductive. It's realistic way of too. It, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's realistic though, because then she goes and gets married to a dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Times. I think. I think my I, favorite scene. Do you guys have like a favorite scene? I think my uh, favorite was loved top. when the girl saw the painting and saw yes. the twenty eighth page. Yes. Dude, oh my god! Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, that, that was, was very good. Oh god, so much in there. Yeah, that and then when she's drawing in the twenty eighth page, I don't yes. know. Mm-hmm. Call me a freaking heathen, but I actually saw the story in that for once. I, I, I also love that line. Uh, I think it's like the tagline for the film, but when they're laying, oh, it's when they're laying in bed together and they're both remember talking not about, regret yes i i love that too i oh. i really love that line that when is they're both talking so about poignant moments they remember i was like dude yes like, <laughs> that, that's gonna be a life good. model for me now just remember don't regret that's that's so amazing uh, mm-hmm. but that's i just awesome love that last shot like grant like you know taking away the, the motion, motion track. tracking but like how Marianne doesn't was good. Marianne doesn't realize that like she thinks like oh she didn't see me she didn't know I was there but like the fact that sh- they play the song that she had played for her in the beginning yeah. of the film like she's feeling it you could like it reminds me of just like La La Land towards the end where he's playing oh, the yeah, song yeah. and you can tell uh whatever her name is Emma Stone Emma Stone yes she's I, I just love that remembering and just like connect or uh, um connecting just music or art and to to experiences and, and emotions and and drawing those parallels i just that scene hit me so hard i i, I loved that so much oh, Such it's a, a also like the uh, beach when her dress catches on fire and she just looks at her yeah yeah i half liked that scene I don't what know do you why. Have, like, I didn't. I was uncomfortable well, with the music. That was, yeah. The acapella group was odd to me. Kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah, where that came from. And also, I strangely thought the aisle they were lit staying at. I thought it was unpopulated, except for them. Turns out there's other people living around them, and they're get they gathered for feasts. So, yeah. What was that? Was that uh? I don't know what that community would have been i don't know what because she says she goes to mass at some point but that, i don't think that's what that was yeah it kind of reminded me of the uh the freaking midsummer section in seconds only a little less pointless i just <laughs> got those vibes going on yeah i'm not too sure what was actually going on there yeah. but but the dress catching on fire that that was great yeah for some reason it kind of reminded me that reminds me of a scene in the lighthouse because it has this kind of we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Well, no, it's just there's something about it's kind of uh, disjointed editing in that moment. Yeah. Uh, towards the end of the lighthouse, there's a scene that kind of reminds me of that. But mm-hmm. anywho, not really important. But yeah. yeah, I don't know if I have too much else to say. Uh, I f- I feel contempt with what I've said. I I surprisingly dug the heck out of this one. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. I don't know if I'll watch it again. Yeah, me neither. 
yeah that's a, that's a shame i'm I wish... very glad i watched it but yeah. i think for me this is a one and done that is a shame i wish movies like this had better rewatch value i mean i don't know i don't know what else it could have to bring in more rewatch value but well i don't know you back on the walking for me it's just i know if i watch it again i know there's like at least 30 minutes of walking and sitting without tension between characters it's just the character sitting there thinking that might mm-hmm. be that might do it for me too and also that and also that bonfire acapella section <laughs> scared you too much no it's scary I love Fine. how the film starts to actually uh, where it, it takes place in the future and then kind of goes back yeah. into the past. I just that is interesting. I, I love see how she got the idea for the portrait later. Yeah, it was just like, I don't know. It was but very, I, very I, good introduction. Yeah. And there's occasionally narration throughout the movie. I feel like that was a bit of a half baked idea because when you have narr- I guess when you. I guess it's just the expectation. When I start to hear narration in the movie, I expect it to kind of be on the regular throughout the picture. Yeah. This one, there may have been like three lines of narration total, voiceover dialogue. And I thought they didn't commit to the narration fully. It seemed like they, seemed like they were going to do it, but it was only at the most keen moments, which should be a plus. But again, my expectations. I mean, do you think it would have really added anything? Probably not. Or... No, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have cared. I probably, actually, I really, I never really cared when I was watching it. But I'm thinking about it now. Just like, hmm, okay. I don't know. It's an yeah. interesting thought. It's an interesting thought I'm chewing on right now. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. What about those ratings? Yeah, let's right. talk about the ratings. Uh, I like to point out ratings, by the way. If you go on Letterboxd and look this movie up, the star rating is replaced with fire. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. So we're going to go with fire. We're going to rate this how many fires out of five. All right. Nick, you want to go? Fine, I'll go. Uh, Four and a half fires. Four and a half fires. Yes. You want to elaborate or... Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Four and a half fires. Some very compelling acting with two very rich and in-depth characters in a very convincing time period. Occasionally, the plot slows, but the undertones, the drama that lies in these characters is very powerful, very poignant, very emotional, very sensitive. It's it's just a very like it's a very good-looking movie. It's a very meaningful storyline. It's it's got a lot going on right there. Cool. Ryan. I'm gonna go three and a half. I like okay. it a lot, Ooh. but it's just there's no way I could sit through this again and not start fidgeting. Like I definitely <laughs> got bored a few times. Yeah. Um it's the tension is extremely well realized through the characters and it's beautifully photographed but yeah straightforward story i was hoping for a bit more depth other than like subtle character thoughts that you can read on their face other than that it's extremely well made groovy uh and you i'm gonna hit it with a four four um 
yeah, I really dug it. I think it has a lot of great uh, subtleties that I think could be picked up on more on a, a second viewing. And this isn't one I would want to like rush and watch again. I would, I would at least wait a couple years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think mm-hmm. there's enough there for most, you know, art film people to grasp onto. And it's while it's really slow, I think so much of this is uh, very intentional, obviously. And uh, I just think it's while simple, uh, there's, I think there's just a, I don't know, decent amount of uh, romance and emotion that feels very grounded. And uh, oh, it's so grounded. It's mm. so well written. Yeah. It so I, I think that alone, just like, I don't know. It's very literary and very calm and picturesque. And I liked watching movies like that every once in a while. It's, it's, uh, yeah. It's nice. It's very yeah. nice pretty cozy movie once you get stuck once you get stuck with it it's uh and yeah plus i just love endings kind of like that where it's i like ambiguous and left like the viewer to kind of i don't know uh ambiguity interpret but also it's sort of obvious and uh yeah i don't know just a good emotional ending yeah, it's uh, I don't know how ambiguous I'd say it is, but it's definitely a solid emotional conclusion. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah, not very ambiguous, but you, you kind of hit it right on, right on the right, right on the on nail. The yeah, cool. Ryan's the hammer and you are the nail. Shoot. Take that. Uh, groovy. So uh, excellent. Move on to the next film. Yes. Cool. Trepion. So, Ryan, this is the one that you brought out i brought out portrait and yes. ryan you did you recommended the lighthouse yes. so uh, did the lighthouse dig in mm. let's dig in the lighthouse focuses on two lighthouse keepers who are now stationed at a lighthouse off the coast of nova scotia they are tasked with maintaining the upkeep just kind of looking out for it make sure it's running tip top but when a storm blows in unexpectedly they find themselves stranded and also losing their minds slowly but surely until the metal breaking point is hit. What? 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 So, first question: Do you guys agree with the genre? It says it's a horror drama. Uh, yeah, psychological horror thriller. I mean, that's just kind of like the broad genre. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of scary. It's a little. Because that is what the movie is classified under as in terms of like, this is what the movie is when you watch it. The director and actors claim this is like a comedy. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't yeah. really That's it. It's, keep that's it locked into two genres. I think there's quite a few different genres for sure. Or just elements taken from different genres still the entire thing it's still it gives you the nervous creeps every which way oh definitely yeah yeah so So, this one this one was interesting for me so we ryan and i saw this in theaters i don't think victor went with us no no and but you did see it in theaters yes so yeah uh me personally uh i liked it but i was kind of unsure 
about my feelings heading didn't, out the door. Didn't you give it a four and a half stars? I did, but that was just more out of the respect for the craft and how really well made it was. Okay. So now that I'm watching, now that I'm watching it again, I ha- I have a more sound perspective on the movie. And I could definitely say I liked it a lot more this time. In fact, I was actually the whole reason I got jazzed before recording is like, finally, I can get on the same page with these guys. I can share the excitement that I should have been projecting when I first saw it. Uh huh. I'm glad you like it now a lot more. Yeah. Yes. Very great. First off, the look of the movie. I love it. Dude. I want to sleep with it. I love it so much. Uh, yeah. Academy ratio, black and white celluloid it looks like a 1920s horror movie i really love it they even filmed this movie with a cold tone filter or whatever on the lens so the skin tones were gray rather than white yeah oh yeah this this looks more like freaking lumiere brothers than james whale it's it's that good you know what i'm talking about right James Whale, not I don't think I've heard of him. Okay, well, Lumiere Brothers, they made the first I know movie them. ever. I don't, I don't know. James Whale did the did Frankenstein and the Mummy and so forth. He did yeah. all the Universal movies. See, that's what I was talking about when uh, when I was talking about contemporary look, where there's a lot of modern angles and mm-hmm. camera movements, but like the look and the aesthetic is just so from another time yeah and i just when i when i put in the movie and i just was looking at the main menu i was like oh my god yeah i'm so ready (laughs) (laughs) i that it is a really nice mix of the old and the new one Mm -hmm. of the more successful executions of that sensibility it i've recently because there's a lot of movies that go for the throwback feel with their modern filmmaking sensibilities and most times they do all right but other times it doesn't quite gel so much this one they usually don't go this far back which is interesting yeah Yeah. this is probably my like this is up there but this might be top two favorite cinematography movies ever for me Mm. i can totally understand why i totally totally I would second that. If you if you have uh, if you have uh, a number one on on your mind, do you, do you have a number one on your mind, dude? Okay. What the other There's... choice would be? Roger Deakins. Um, Something Roger Deakins. No, actually. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, that's the that's the film student go to. Oh, Mine right. is. I love the French New Wave style that Lars von Trier always uses. So Melancholia mm-hmm. might be. Up there is one of the favorites, but Neon Demon is always Mm. stuck on my mind. But when I think about it, this might be my number one. This is so beautiful. You heard it here first, folks. It's so so beautiful. So yeah, the contrast. (laughs) Too right. Yeah, I know the Uh, whites and the blacks are so on both ends of the spectrum. Yes. And it's like, totally. Humana, humana. (laughs) Yep. I just a moment. I just I. This is the kind of film stock I would love to shoot on someday. Oh man, absolutely! Oh man, thirty-five millimeter film that like makes me think of this film. And oh man, I think we could talk an hour about the look of this film because it's so 
damn impressive. Yeah. Uh, I'm so that, happy there are artists out there that yes, exactly. can do this, and you're like, dude, like, Nux, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, this is the same feeling I got after watching which is the new Blade Runner 2049. It's the same feeling I got with that. When I watched that, I was like, I feel like I do not have to make a like cyberpunk-esque sci-fi movie because this is what I would have wanted to do. It's and same like with this. I'm like, I don't need to do like a sailor-esque folklore movie because this is what it what I would have wanted it to be, and this is as good as I would hope as it to be. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh that. yeah. Every which way you look at this movie, it looks great. The camera work, the editing, the freaking color palette. Oh, the, the editing or lack thereof. Or lack some thereof. of these, dude. Some of these Willem Dafoe monologues. Oh, where God. it just holds on him for like two minutes as he just spews lines. That's that's the next thing I want to bring up. The acting, the acting. I know. Real, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely appreciated Pattinson a lot more this time around. Like, I knew he oh, was absolutely, great, but yeah, like, I don't know, something about his performance this time around. I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. I think he might, like, as much as I love Defoe, something about Pattinson here, I was just like, you know what, it's I always really the quiet like ones. Going for. Exactly, it's always yeah. the quiet ones. <laughs> I'll tell no. you, I connected more with Pattinson. With, I can, we'll make it as complex as possible. I connected more with Thomas. But I preferred Thomas's performance more than Thomas. Oh, all right. right. Remind me to get to the story later because there's some stuff I want to unpack there. Uh, but yeah, Pattinson does a fantastic job. This is definitely one of his premier roles as of late. Like, if you oh, wanted yeah. to, if you wanted to show someone if he's broken the Twilight uh, sting or whatever, like, just point him this way. Just point him right here. This guy. <laughs> Pro- still probably won't watch it though. Probably not. But still. I- you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him watch an indie movie. Is that how it goes? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and yeah, uh, it, this is also Robert Eggers, the witch, we know. Uh, so yeah, he is no, he's known for his very period accurate dialogue. Yes. And that's where the acting, I think, is extra impressive. The fact these actors are able to cleanly deliver these lines without stumbling the, over the terminology. Quota. <laughs> Quote unquote, cleanly deliver these like 1600 Welsh lines. Yeah. <laughs> still, though, I mean, it's more, I can understand it more than The Witch, but still, Absolutely. even with the learning curve, there's some great dialogue going on here. Like, oh, yeah. So good. And yeah, those, those freaking Absolutely. monologues Defoe gives for oh. the books. Jeez. Yeah. I felt cursed when he was saying that stuff. I will never forget the scene when he is being buried alive and dirt is going in his eyes, in his mouth. And yeah. He, has, he just keeps going with the same gusto he started it with. Guy, he's he looks so... I don't know. Because the film quality is so rich. Yeah. The dirt on his face. I could see every clump of it on yep. top of his head. That was wicked. So, um, so since this is everyone's second time seeing it, was there anything else that like stuck out to you that you didn't notice before, or I didn't notice I, a very major component to to uh, Winslow's character. What's so, that? Sp- spoiler again, uh, I totally missed the part where he said he accidentally got a guy killed when he was doing logging in Canada. 
Oh, and yeah. That's why mm-hmm. he fled to the lighthouse. I completely missed that when I really. I, <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Yeah, that must be yeah. why I wasn't Major getting it. It's component. like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's fine. This time I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm screaming. Oh, that's loud. kind of a key point. Yeah. I don't know. I strangely missed it. But yeah, something that, I that could not stop sense. focusing on this time was. After seeing so many interviews with Robert Eggers, it's you hear very frequently how much he loves The Shining and Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. And now seeing a man go crazy with an axe, it's like, all right, <laughs> this is your, uh, this is your, this is your little Easter egg for the fans. That's cool. For sure. that like, my... I love it. It's going in. <laughs> that was one of my favorite shots in the movie. Just the profile of him running with his oh pe- man with his peg leg and heavy rain in the rain the way the wardrobe mixed with his movements and the character's personalities is perfect yeah, yeah. complaints absolutely really good yeah and also oh what else did i notice mm. no i think that was it just the revelation about winslow's character mm-hmm. just yeah um what did you guys think of the story? I dug it. I kind of dug it. Yeah, I mean, nothing really changed for me from the first time. The major appeal yeah. with it is just seeing these guys work on the lighthouse. I like seeing all the manual labor that goes into managing this place. So you did like that? Yeah. I was curious what you guys thought, because it's very, um, you could say monotonous, just day-to-day work. Yeah. No like actual plot progression other than them just working on stuff yeah but yeah, that but doesn't at the bother same, me yeah at the same yeah, me neither i mean eggers is so good at doing his research this almost feels like a mini history lesson that i'm watching the intricacies yeah. of managing a lighthouse you're shoveling coal you're fishing for lobster to keep keep from going starving putting oil in the engine uh yeah you're even painting the lighthouse itself you never been in what does he say like steadier hands or something Oh yeah, that proceeds was... to drop them. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw a disappointing video lately. Someone claims to re-edit the lighthouse as if it were a SpongeBob episode. Oh yeah. And all they did was they put the music over the footage, and I was oddly disappointed by a YouTube video. I mean, how else would you do it? Put lines of dialogue in there, maybe. Oh, you don't do it at all. This is blasphemy. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I that's what I thought. But if I were to, I think it works because <laughs> like yeah. this film's already weirdly comedic, and I don't know. it's so funny. It is really funny, but I'm also kind of conflicted there. I feel the humor just barely outshines the horror aspect. Like I, f- what do you mean? I mean, Eggers says it's a comedy, so that was his goal. What do you Fine, mean? Barely but it's also, it's also a horror movie, so I should be more scared than laughed and laughed that's that's, that's, that's wrong... completely personal feel I, sure. I don't know what you mean by it outshines the horror well it's supposed to be a scary movie uh these two it's guys not, though these, these well, guys are losing their minds they're seeing horrific imagery they're even threat they're even trying to kill each other at one point and they're seeing mermaids and octopuses and i don't know that that's scary and it's dark the music is really brooding the imagery is graphic at times can a movie not be two things it could be two things but about a balance would be 
pretty good. I think it balances. This is not, this is not well. a major doc on the movie. I'm not criticizing it for being something it shouldn't. Personally, I feel the humor was really funny. So funny that it outclassed the other identifying marks of what genre it should be in. I don't or know. Some- huh. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I it's find not- the movie to be like hilarious. Yeah. I there I think the funniest moment for me is just the you, you found me lobster. Just that whole scene. Well, yeah. Uh, is is like the you like me lobster. And just like <laughs> Pattinson talking about the steak, and if it was there, he would screw it. And like just yeah. Defoe's face after that, he's just like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. It's just like I didn't think I didn't see there was no issue for me at all with yeah. uh, balancing the horror and the and the comedy because the comedy isn't like, hey, look, this is the funny scene, and it kind of is, but unless you're like, haha, farts. If that's yeah, your thing, then like it'll be very obvious. Well, that was good for me, dude. I yeah. got some yucks out of those. Freaking, I don't yeah. know. I don't think. I don't think that the. Uh, I treat it like a real fart. I, I'll laugh, but I'll kind of shake my head. Shame on you. Yeah, I don't know. That wasn't an issue for me. I Brian, did I like. Think it was an issue for you. I did like the one line though, and your goddamn farts. Yeah. Just when he finally has it with with Wake, just going off on him yeah shakes the whatever furnace or whatever when he does it <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah no, i no, don't is, know if it's it is funny, though. doing what it's trying to do because like i said it's classified as a horror drama but eggers said this is a comedy a dark comedy hmm, that last scene i beg to differ that's just straight dark <laughs> What do you mean beg to differ? Well, kind of You're scary. allowed to have, like, if you have a comedy, you can still have serious moments in the comedy. True, but suddenly introducing that much drama or that heavy of content, that kind of kills the mood Well, technically, bit. that kills Zombieland because it's about murder and killing and no, 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 post-apocalypse no, no. That's, that's, survival. It's like if you had... Uh, let's see here. This is like if... Oh, I don't know. This is like if you did like Martin Scorsese gangster killing in something like Naked Gun. Just seems wrong with that. Just seems out of nowhere. Just some guy getting brutally shot in the face or just blood. Deadpool everywhere. No, that's different. That's played for laughs. That's intentional. I mean, there is there is humor in The Irishman. Was that a problem? No, those the, the humor suit. They set it set itself up, I guess. I don't uh, know. I think this film's too weird to. I, I I don't know. I feel like the more bizarre, the better. Like, I I don't know. I don't I don't I don't, I don't get well, this that. Is, yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm, I must sound like I'm taking issue with it, but I'm I'm not actually because, like I said, it's a bizarre movie. It's doing whatever it wants. But yeah, and, and, and it, going back to the the genre whatever it is on a website i don't i don't know i don't see what the what i don't the know, I don't know what you're going is. for there i think the movie's just whatever it is i don't think uh yeah i don't know yeah i guess being so, yeah. locking to a genre is restrictive and restrains the writing well, i mean plus you're talking about what the website has it as i mean the website can't be like uh, dark comedy abstract humor it's just it is i don't know i don't 
yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's just a mixture of so many different elements. I don't. Yeah, it's not just two genres. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, if you want to be right down to it, it's literally just a fantasy drama. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. They they see visions of sea creatures and sirens, and they go and there's a lot of symbolism going on. So technically, not even a drama. It's just a fantasy movie. It's it could be an everything. It's everything but an action movie. I don't know, dude. There's a scene with a chase. That's kind of action movie. Okay, you know what? <sighs> exactly. So yeah, there's some argument to be had there for sure. Or there's some uh, not argument. The opposite of argument. Um, it's Discussion. actually it's actually elevated horror. Um, <laughs> upscaled horror. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad personally that it had so many dimensions and it wasn't just like like I love the witch, but I like this more because it's not just one note. Like this is a sad horror movie, so that's all it gets to be. I'm happy that this has dimensions and it's dude bumps his head going up to the lighthouse, then gets Thomas's butt stuck in his face and gets farted on, and then later what? Wait, hold guy on. gets his head smashed with an axe. Wait, when does he get farted on? When he goes upstairs, he bumps his head on the door frame. He sits on his mattress. You see old bend over, and you see his butt go right in uh, Young's face, and he just farts two inches from his face. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, jeez. Uh, yeah. How about that music, though? Perfect or perfect nearly or perfect? Perfect. perfect. I'd yeah, say I have no problem with it. It's pretty damn phenomenal. Pretty, pretty intense. Uh, just the brooding, just like the brooding, uh, low horn in the opening when they're just getting to the lighthouse mm. sets it yep. up perfect. It's exactly what I would want for a, uh, grimy and dirty, swashbuckling yeah. type of film. Like swashbuckling, uh, huh? I guess that's not the right word, but you know. Just maritime. Let's call it maritime, maritime. Yes, maritime. I just, it's, it's 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 again like the cinematography. You're just like, dude. Yeah. How? It's, it's only <laughs> how natural. You that? Use a full score. Yeah. A well, full I'm just score? saying that the tone of it and just like the compositions are just so. Oh my god! I don't know. It's just one of those scores yeah. where, like, dude, I'm so happy that you exist because. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. It belongs. Yeah, I get anxious thinking about if it didn't have the soundtracks. I'm like, it they fit so well together. The idea of one of these being missing is borderline traumatizing for me. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh full orchestra and uh special effects. Not pretty damn good. I don't even know if it's a full orchestra. It doesn't even sound like well if That's keep, fun, dude. no keeping the theme of making the movie look like it was filmed. 80 years ago or something like that. You get some kind of orchestra in there. But no, uh, I want to talk special effects real quick. Uh, almost, I'd say, isn't all of it practical? I would say, all, I would think all of it was practical. Uh, Other than tentacles. I, th I thought those were, okay, yeah. Some tentacles were, were posed. Oh, yeah. But some of them weren't. That was really cool. And the, the mermaid. Oh, wow. The mermaid. mermaid was cool. One of the things they did to make her more appealing in the movie is 
they filmed her with a warm hue over the lens, so her skin wasn't gray like young and old, and it was more pure and white. That mm. makes sense. The shot where you first see her uh, when Young is going into the water, uh, that uh, is such a haunting shot. It, it reminds me why I hate open water. is because uh, yeah. like, I just... There's nothing else in this freaking frame except this siren <laughs> coming towards the camera, and it's just dark and shrouded and shadows i just yeah and she's screeching it's like so haunting oh yeah. my god i want that just like as a painting yeah that and the build-up when he's walking into the water through all those floating oh logs. yeah yes and the logs are just kind of like unnaturally moving like out of his way. A space yeah it's just like what is going on no it's like is it some form of his subconscious that he's at or is this actually happening and being created by his guilt it's so do you want to talk ambiguous? Hello. <laughs> for sure, yeah. This movie gives you the fuel for damn sure. Yeah, it's like, I can I see how it. someone oh. could, like, because I've read some people, like, it, it doesn't do enough for them. And I, I could definitely see why. Just because get that. it doesn't leave a lot of things up to your interpretation or, yeah. like, you know, then, something you need then to again, further on. Yeah. Then again, people say that about any indie movie they don't understand. Yeah. Well, but I say it more here than because you're dealing with like uh, parallels, like myth mythology, and you know you're actually able to look up the mythos of a lot of the stuff in this and oh, yeah. see like explanations for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, that's good. That's good when a movie can give you it can show you something concrete, but it can give you enough it can give you enough details to form your own conclusions, good or bad. Do you guys have like, not like of course, like I believe it's this, but do you have opinions on certain things in the movie where you're like, I think in for me this is what this means. Uh, uh, him fucking a mermaid, his longing to be in love, or just meet a woman. <laughs> I'll say that I I probably could have done without the masturbating scenes. If you could, plural. That's an S on the end of scene yeah there's many <laughs> there's there's two major scenes maybe a third some uh, old that's not great no i think it probably could have conveyed that better could have conveyed the longing for or sexual desire better perhaps but yeah just, i don't want to see a guy whacking it <laughs> nick only wants I mean, to that sounds personal nick only wants to see lesbians making it <laughs> yeah double standards what do you guys I, think? What do you guys think? About what? Masturbation. Do you want to see that on film or not? It makes sense for the characters. It does. It, it, yes. In context, everything. It's like, all right, I get it. Yeah. I think what it does is he looks so in pain doing it. It's like, oh, no. I don't want to be in pain. That's why I like that one scene where he, he was I, smiling. I would have left. <laughs> flashbacks to the, the guy at the... That he actually, or not actually killed, but murdered, and mm. uh, that that was that was good. It made sense. Oh wait, uh, when he punches Wake and he trans and he just turns into that guy. Oh yeah, there was that scene too. I don't know. There's, I think there's so many different moments that have different connections. Like you have kind of that mythology element, but then you also have like more grounded themes like the whole you know 
boss and employee dynamic and you know you're yeah. trying your best to uh, they're more like a father and son when you think about it yeah the whole movie is a struggling authority figure which one one believes he's entitled to be the authority because he's the oldest most experienced and the other guy's at that point where he's lived through enough crap he's still young but he's at that age where he's like i need to be the authority now it's just this big conflicting problem through the whole movie it's kind of like workplaces in general it's like yeah this guy is he's the authority because he says he is or he's been placed there to be the authority and it's like that i mean hmm and then like Mm -hmm. just that struggle and you know and i like to um how he's not really allowed to go in the lighthouse and it's like why exactly like why do you get to have the pleasure and the freedom to like lay around while i have to do all the hard work it's a it's a really cool uh situation that they have set up there and it helps that have something grounded to latch onto and and relate to and not just have Mm -hmm. one big ambiguous mood piece i Mm -hmm. i really appreciate that that is really good yeah yeah what why do you get to have the warmth of the light i get to freeze my ass off in the cab yeah why do you get salvation and i'm the one who's like yeah i don't know very cool you green goblin spider-man Fuck you, Spider-Man in the boat you rode in on. <laughs> so Ryan, since this is this was your favorite film of last year, does this Yes it was. So and this is your second time. This is all of our second time watching it. Uh are you a bigger fan? Are you Oh like this what? just solidified it. Okay. Like I am at a point where when I think about it, I'm like, I might just put it on in the background. Like I'm like writing, <laughs> but I might just have it on just because I like it. Yeah. 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 I think yeah, I like it a lot more, definitely. And I might have I might retroactively make that one of my favorites of the year. Uh just because now I now I can comfortably like it and I have a pretty decent opinion about it. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a fantastic film. Yeah, extremely well made. Everything in it just like meshes together. Like if there was one thing, I can't picture this movie without something that's in it. Yeah. What about you, Victor? First time you saw it, I remember you really liked it, but you were like, it's good, but not the witch good. Uh, I don't what? think I, said, I don't think I said it wasn't the witch good because there... said you preferred the witch. I did. Did I? Oh, I think you're right. Well, see, I need to watch The Witch again because I've only seen it once. Yeah, me too. Uh, That's a shocker of a statement if I ever heard it. But, I mean, now watching it a second time, it's not like I gained a lot more appreciation or I'm like in love with it a lot more. I still feel essentially the same, I think. Mm -hmm. And that's not, and I'm not talking about The Witch statement because like I could have just said that and I, I don't know if I... That was your first thought outside the theater. Yeah, I think so. Um, I still am not a huge fan of. Not okay. I'm not not a huge fan, but the last leg of the film, it just it doesn't do it for me completely. Like the whole kind of turns more into a a thriller and it just gets a little bit repetitive for me. It just kind of like get that. it kind of goes and stops and goes and stops at multiple points. And like what point after he destroys the lifeboat? Uh, it is around that section because mm. 
I don't know. Something about it, it just kind of really stops. And um, totally get what you're saying. And I think I actually like that because I didn't know what you meant when you first told me that. I knew there was something that you're talking about, but I didn't know. Yeah. I know what you're talking about now. And I get the point. I don't see it that way. I see it as I'm almost glad that it becomes less bizarre for most of the third act and grounds itself in like thriller because then for me it's more tangible fear like you are stuck on an island with a guy that wants to kill you good point yeah i do like that but i totally get why that doesn't click because the rest of the movie is like we're setting this bizarre bar and now we're gonna take it away i totally get why that doesn't work no i something about the pacing of that last act i'm it's it's a little weird for me and um but i think that's just maybe me with a lot of movies towards the last act i'm like all right i don't know <laughs> victor hates endings <laughs> i hate endings no i like i like what you said there ryan i think that kind of sums up my thoughts too because i've seen movies that set up tangible threats but pussy out in the end by doing like a very um oh what is it either metaphorical or intangible threat movies mm-hmm. like Her- hereditary or it comes at night they set up clear they set up very believable either threats or antagonistic moods and then they just kind of i don't know they take it away in the most or they do the opposite and make it intangible and sort of for the mind to decipher that's not fair that's that's interesting though because the hereditary does it the exact opposite of this movie it starts out that's what i'm saying grounded and then flips that is a good point that's what i'm saying like i like movies that start or that start bizarre but then and then go grounded not the other way around i usually prefer the other way that's why i'm shocked that i like this because i would rather it start out believable and then it just goes off the walls balls to the wall goes crazy bizarre i <laughs> i love when they go too quote unquote too far if they take it extreme i'm mm-hmm. happy and I don't think, like, at any point in the film, it kind of goes too far. Like, there are definitely, like, bizarre moments. But I think I'm just having a really hard time <laughs> explaining how I feel about the last act. Because I'm trying to think about it, and I can't really think confidently, like, I can't confidently express what emotion mm. or, like, how I, I don't know. I have a hard time explaining what I, how I feel about it, that last part. Because it's not necessarily, like, the, the content or... Sorry, not the content, but like the uh, bizarreness or the grounded, more grounded tone. It's just, I think the pacing of it is just kind of. Is it? What does it feel? Slow, rushed? Uh, how could Wait, I... Was it rushing or was it dragging? <laughs> I think it just. If I remember right, because. Hmm. Let's see, because when he gets chased by the axe, it kind of, let's see, they run back into the house, and... They have a chat afterwards. They have quite a long discussion, and then I forget what happens after that. Does, uh... Oh, they uh... Back to drinking, if I remember right? The, no, Winslow finds the logbook. Yeah. No, no, wait, no, that's after the cabin gets destroyed by the storm. Yeah, then... Yeah, I'm trying then, to remember. Exactly, yeah, then yeah. Winslow finds a logbook and Skolt's wake over it, and then they dissolve from there. Right. 
I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly. I have what my, what my issue is, but it's just my least favorite part of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, even if that mm-hmm. ending is like phenomenal, like I, I love the ending so much, dude. Uh. The, the ending, <laughs> mine is the build. I love the ending. I love the build up to the ending, possibly more, where he's just screaming with Dude, the light. It's such a good scene. Holy His face becomes clean looking at the light. Yeah. And I don't really like the, the way they design. transition to him falling down the stairs, though. That felt off. It didn't that, need that. That was weird. And then the next shot the next shot. The next shot is a great final shot, but at the same uh. time at the same time, he's suddenly naked. I guess the seagulls picked him clean of clothes. Dude, that makes me feel like he was insane already and just running around the island butt naked. And the fact, weren't there logs in it or were there not? No, logs he was on what? he was on rocks. Oh, yeah. He was on rocks, okay. Yeah, he was at the base of the lighthouse and his guts I'm are very curious out. what happened to him. Yeah. Craziness. Craziness is what happened. Anything oh, you guys... So- Wait, sorry, go on, Nick. Well, I was going to say, Ryan and I like to talk, like us as filmmakers, we want to make like iconic shots, memorable lines and everything. This movie has <sighs> tons of those. I just like the first uh, two shot of uh, Winslow and Wake just watching the boat leave from the island. It's like Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I also really like, it felt very jarring, almost to the point of feeling out of place to me this time. But I still really respect the shot of old shining the lighthouse light from his mouth naked into Young's face. That was strange. (laughs) I saw that was based off a painting of some sort, but still. What? (laughs) Definitely jarring, but it it somehow works. Yeah. So cool. Uh, And also, I didn't. Another thing Eggers does, natural lighting. I didn't mention it before. Some really good use of light in this movie. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really. I guess the lanterns were so bright that the characters, uh, the actors could not see each other because it was so blinding in the little oil lanterns. <laughs> yeah, I think they had to have quite a lot of light for that film stock. If I, if I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I also didn't catch on that the water supply was fucked. They, they couldn't drink the water on the island. That's why they drank so much alcohol. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Poisoned water. Uh, right, is there anything you didn't like this time around? Or not as, like... Um, there are definitely... It's not just the third act for me. For me, I'd say throughout the course of the movie, there are bits where it lulls and drags its feet. I'm not sure. I can't think of a scene particularly, but there's definitely a handful of scenes that just drag their feet and are taking their time and nothing is happening that's like important it's just like it's dragging its feet for the sake of being slower would you say it has a similar problem that portrait had that what you described or yeah this movie does a better job of avoiding walking scenes which is writing (laughs) 101 no-no but this has scenes where it's just like Again, like indie syndrome, where it's like the character is standing, staring out a window, 
rather than getting to the point of the like the essence of the scene, we're gonna hold on the shot rather than get to the point of why he's looking out the window. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I think it just depends on. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What I'm trying to say. Anyways, continue. Forget that. It's really, that's that's really it. There's just bits where it lulls, slows way down, and. Yeah. Yeah. I think it slows down too, but only for very short moments. I remember I think it spurts. It, was, yeah. it spurts because one because I think it was the uh the intersection between Wake chasing Winslow with the axe and then the storm destroying the cabin. Like that bit that com- that connects them, I think that was a lull there. That's probably where I'm thinking as well. Just just a little one though. It's, it's almost over before you know it. And uh, I think uh, I liked that because I like the chemistry between the characters. Like I was always never it was like I loved watching them work on the lighthouse. But every time they were separated, I'm like, please put the characters back together. I want to see the chemistry again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Char- like, when they were singing, and he's like, dance Winslow. I was just, <laughs> dude, yeah, that whole scene. Yeah, uh, we'll watch it again. <laughs> Let's watch it again, lad. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it makes me wonder, like, if he's going to stick with this very uh, period accurate. I mean, I'm sure he will. I, mean, I don't see why he wouldn't, but for his next film, I wonder how it's gonna be stylistic it's going to look. The Norseman. I'm curious what it's going to look like. I'm curious mm-hmm. what it's going to sound like. I feel like it's going to be. If I could guess anything about the movie, I think it's going to be heavy vocal work in the music. Mm, Very Viking. I think we're going to have to wait three or so years before he does another movie. I mean, he's already working on it. He is? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Northman. The Norseman? Is that what it's called? Uh, Northman. Oh, Northman. Sorry. No, I mean. Northman. But what's one? I wonder where that could entail. Viking revenge? Yeah, is that it? What? 10th 10th century Iceland, a prince sets out on a mission of revenge after his father is murdered, inspired by the Scandinavian legend uh, Amleth. Okay, I'm in already. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm excited right now. She's just hearing about it. I I can say this. Like, I am so anxious for this movie because I'm like, I'm either going to love this or he's going to do something different and I'm going to be devastated. <laughs> Why uh... have you betrayed me, Bob? Huh. Interesting. <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I, I can't see him really screwing up. I, I don't no, know. No, it's just he's so like, I don't imagine it being screwing up as much as it's stylistic choice. Like, like the lighthouse. I love the visuals of the lighthouse. If he does something extreme like that for the Northmen, mm-hmm. and it's in a direction that I personally like, I'm like, oh no. Yeah. But I don't know. I've lined up with him on both of his movies so far. Yeah, because so. even yeah. it's closer to like the witch, I think that's still going to be fine. Because it's like. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, same cinematographer, so I, I, I well, oh. I doubt it'd be close to the witch. It's a revenge story. Well, I'm just saying in, in terms, terms of visual. Yeah. Okay, yeah, in visual, yeah, sure. So, I don't uh, know. 
yeah, just right now thinking about it, yeah, this sounds like it, it'll be good. And as we I all hope know, it's it, just super violent. Yeah, let's do it. Just Viking slaughter. Every possible weapon you could imagine from that time. Oh, this is off topic, but in terms of like super violent movies, because like The Witch was not that violent. It had some like little bits of violence, but they weren't yeah. that bad. They were kind of shocking. Yeah. But then The Lighthouse got a little bit more violent by having blood and. Yes. But it wasn't, it still wasn't that much. Yeah. Curious if he's going to get more or less violent now. But, dude, a director you don't expect to be super gory, Guillermo del Toro, all of his mm. movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyone yeah. else notice that? They're so gory. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, I think, I think Pacific Rim was the first movie I ever watched. And even then, the, the Jaegers were severing kaiju limbs left and right. That was awesome. And then you can watch something like The Shape of Water. Freaking Michael Shannon likes, rips his dude. freaking gangrene fingers off or whatever. And uh, he likes his face mutilation. He likes harming people in the face. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I watched Pan's Labyrinth a little bit of it some time ago. And the one guy gets his face pelted in with a bottle or something. Gnarly. I <laughs> screamed. Yeah. Holy crap. And even Kronos had some wicked violence in there, too. Yeah, uh, Spielberg can get violent too. Uh, even in his like Saving Private Ryan, of course, was a revolution for that was gnarly. That was yeah. so brutal. Yeah, and even something like Jurassic Park. Uh, not a lot of blood and gore. Not a lot of blood and gore, but sheesh, you could see the guy flailing in the T Rex's mouth. It's intense. What about yeah, the scary thing in Indiana? Indiana Jones, yes, of course. That, I guess, people were really pissed, and that's, like, one of the movies that, like, changed rating boards, because they're like, kids probably should not have seen that. Yeah, (laughs) Temple of Doom and Gremlins, which Spielberg Spielberg produced, they had, they've definitely pushed the PG rating, so Spielberg himself suggested a a rating in between, and that's how we got PG-13. Yeah, but back to violence with Eggers, I don't really need it to be any more violent i want it give it to me i want like paul verhoeven style violence that that would be so cool i don't know because i don't think it follows a it's not following like a viking or anything so i don't know i I don't know what kind of revenge tale he's gonna have to look up the mythos that you said it was based on What's so he's a Amleth. He's a direct predecessor of the character of Prince Hamlet. Uh, mm. um, well, from, Hamlet must from, have been violent. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. See. So the lighthouse. What would you guys rate the lighthouse? Yeah. Uh, final. Final thoughts. Anything? I don't know. I think I'm I just might... think it's a masterpiece. <laughs> All right, I'll go mine. My rating, four and a half. Uh, it's, it's it, the rating hasn't changed, but still, I I click with it a lot more. Uh, technically throwback, bizarrely constructed, uniquely visioned. It's it's definitely a, a wonder to behold. Uh, it's it's it definitely gives you a lot of food for thought, and. It's just a very well-made picture. I'm glad, and I'm glad I like it a lot more now. Rock and roll. <laughs> um, 
I think I am going to stick with my four and a half that I originally had because I don't think I uh, found much new that I liked. I think I'm just, I feel the same and I, I recognize what's great about it. Uh, just on a technical scale, like just everything, just so much, so much praise I could give it. And um, yeah, there's really not much wrong with this film. It's just nitpicky things for me. Um, mm-hmm. So I definitely am comfortable giving it a four and a half. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's really nothing else like it. I, yeah. I was watching the Stephanie and she was just like, it was the scene like <laughs> towards the end she was just like what the hell's even going on anymore it's just, <laughs> it's just there's just so much happening and so many different elements throughout that there's um a, some, something for everyone it really makes you feel like the lighthouse oh my god oh. i remember when i first got out of the theater and i was all i could say was like he definitely has a vision that that is his vision up there just, you know you're really visioning it up <laughs> And that yeah. sounds so pathetic in hindsight. <laughs> I mean, every director has a vision. If that's I yeah. know. That's why I feel so. I feel so shitty for saying that. <laughs> yeah, great film. Watch it. That's yeah. Wait, I watched Ryan, it Ryan. with a. I watched it with a group uh-huh. this time, and oh the seagull bludgeoning scene. Oh yeah, <laughs> got a reaction too. <laughs> it yeah. was just screaming and yelling and laughing and i was mainly the one laughing God, i couldn't imagine watching a movie like this with a group it was so much fun still yeah it's yeah on the one hand yeah okay we could go back on the genre tangent here but i don't know this this movie based around horrific atmospheres i don't know any kind of like if you so much just had a s- small side conversation i feel it would kill it just sort of kill the whole Mood. Oh, I'm too sucked in to even hear any distractions. I'm glued when this is on. I can, I can do that too, but it's very um not not totally rarely, but still my condition. I, love it. I personally like for me, I would give this a five just because I'm like I could actually put this on any day of the week and just have it on and be uh-huh. happy, but. Uh-huh. That's in terms of like what I like about it. I would actually give it a four and a half though, because technical side is like masterpiece. It's as good as it gets in terms of we had a vision and actually nailed it. It's excellent the way they did it, but writing is definitely at fault for pulling it back from being a perfect movie. Yeah. And not in terms of dialogue, the dialogue is brilliant, but Scene structure definitely needs some work, and act pacing could use some work. Other than that, pacing. I love it. It's it's beautiful. Oh, I thought you meant like acting. No, like story acts. Okay. No act pacing, like the three act structure. There's okay. some acts and segments in the acts that are way too long, and some that are gone in a flash. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I had a thought. Oh yeah, you 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 just say five stars. I think you, you just go with the five because you love it so much. Let that be That's personal, but like I understand, like it's personal. It's a five, but I would critique it myself. Like, yeah, the writing's not perfect, so that's mm-hmm. not a five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. My heart say five. Mm-hmm. Nick, you really <laughs> love your uh-huhs, don't you? Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So, uh, 
Right on. Um, and that. I, hold on, that's, that's not it. Wait. Uh, freaking pa- nerd. No, no, no. Pa- uh, uh, pa- pause. Cut this part out. Are we going to do the questions at all? Did we get getting a look on the questions? I got one question. I got one question too. <laughs> uh, and maybe, I don't know. We could we, do that real quick. Yeah, I don't know. Just, Did just anyone else come up with their own questions? Oh, I didn't know we were supposed to come up with questions. Well, I'm, just, I'm just asking like, if you guys like have a one on the spot that you want to like ask. Uh, sure, but maybe uh, I'll say we'll answer the other questions before I start asking questions. Right. Okay. So back to the recording. So, right, so. we we reached out to our audience and we uh, got some we we wanted some questions asked. We were like We're disappointed in you for one. For two, <laughs> ask more next time. Yeah. Other than yeah, that. Not much catching going on here, but we're gonna we're gonna time. respond to the ones we got anyway. So I I'll start Appreciate with the one. Guys. I'll start with the one I got. So uh good old buddy old pal TK asks, How has COVID affected you? So like the show, I guess is what he was getting at. Uh, well, we can't see each other for one thing. We're stuck in quarantine. We have to do these Discord calls to do the shows, and I think yeah. there's a little bit lost there because I'm not there with you guys. It's a lot more energetic when I'm bouncing off the walls in the same space as you guys. So, I think there's something lost there. But otherwise, we're we're doing it like normal. We're just chatting. About the movies, yeah, we watched he's saying in general or what? Yeah, I guess in general. Oh, okay, okay. General, I'm doing good, man. Oh, gen- per- personally, yeah, I'm doing fine. I mean, I I think I cracked a little bit uh, recently, but otherwise, yeah, it's, it's okay. I'm fine. I think the lack of, uh, well, it was more towards being like you know not being able to go to any shows or just like going out to eat or like going to like you know just socializing yeah. with groups of people yeah making movies kind of important yeah but like honestly besides like the fear uh of like my mom getting sick because she did get sick at one point i was like oh f like no and my my uncle almost dying like of of it and my aunt having it like it's like the fears of my family getting it but like life's still the same like i'm going to work i'm hanging out with friends and you know like it's yeah it's it's just becoming more like all right it's it's one of those things unfortunately that is is now just kind of the background you know it's not really i don't know it's it's just oh, more like COVID's not the hot topic anymore right it's so and like even so like i it wasn't affecting me all too much it's just lifestyle wise same so yeah i could I'm introverted with it. so no hmm? i'm introverted so i'm doing quite all right of course yeah yeah uh, so. i can go a long stretch being introverted but then i need to be that i need to go back to my extrovert default but i can't do that so i I think i actually cracked maybe a couple days ago here and i was just a little lighthouse of your own huh oh yeah yeah just a little less mermaid and a lot less tentacles uh but Aside from that crack period, just uh, yeah. Otherwise, I can do just fine. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a period in time where you need to uh, really check in on yourself mm-hmm. because uh, I'm sure you're there mentally. Yeah, it's really like easy it. to 
really taken the fear that a lot of people are expressing and and being like oh no dude i can't do anything like yeah especially with like a collective jump in anxiety across the country last few years it's oh yeah go on a walk go to the beach you know just just take care of yourself yeah and if you do see a loved one uh stay just stay off the porch sort of thing yeah but anyway yeah okay so yeah uh we're doing just fine COVID. thank you for asking tj t i almost said tj tk tk tkj thank you so we got one more question from a man named nathan Nathan. And they ask, what is our favorite actor director teams? Oh shit. Okay. You see here, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um uh Spielberg and Tom Hanks is a winner. That's a pretty good one. Uh-huh. But if I had to pick my favorite. Oh. Oh goodness. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, I really tough. like Cronenberg and uh, Vigo Mortensen. They work great together. That's not bad. Mm. That's not bad. Um, I'm still thinking here. Victor, what do you got? Dude, I don't know. I was thinking about this question for a while. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> trying to think of a director that like regularly works with the same actors yeah yeah oh oh tarantino and samuel jackson that's a winner it's <laughs> a pretty yeah that's a good combo that's a pretty good combo uh i was really into john Wu and Ta- chow young fat lately uh so they did hard boiled bullet to the head or no a better a better tomorrow and the killer like whenever they made an action movie together was really awesome it's just like they complement each other's styles well oh here's an obvious one martin scorsese and any of the gangster actors he's worked with nine times yeah 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 yeah, yeah. of course I haven't seen every film he's been in with him but max von Sydow with bergman yes uh, he's been in a large handful of his films like a lot <laughs> Yes. Um, and every film he's in, and I'm sure for the ones I haven't seen, I'm gonna be like, "Yep, uh-huh. I like I like his performance." Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I'm Chris- going with Cronenberg because I've only seen Cronenberg and Viggo Mortensen. I think the most I have three movies of them together. So, yeah, uh, I'll send one more here: uh, Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise. Uh, they did I, the first Jack Reacher is a very is a very well done action thriller, and those two also made probably my favorite. Of the Mission Impossible films, they did Fallout and Rogue Nation. So, so which I'd... one of those are you picking? As movies or duos? Both. The question. Right. Which one Do... you picking? Fine, fine, fine. I think I'll just just for classic. I think for classic sake, I'll do Spielberg and Hanks. There you go. Pretty yeah. Actually, I, I changed mine. I'm going with Kyle MacLachlan and David Lynch. Figures. Oh, nice. Even Figures. though he's on like a few of his things it's like every time just like mm-hmm. hell yeah my boys you should... Yo, go ahead sorry i'm i'm getting ahead of myself yeah you are ah uh, kill me no uh, i was just i was gonna interject that lynch probably would have directed showgirls probably made it a lot more interesting i would have loved to see lynch's showgirls 
please. It probably wouldn't be better, but damn. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have any other questions you want to just ask? I don't know. I. Uh, what's some... your favorite part of the filming process? I don't know. Editing. Of course it is. Uh, what's your favorite color? Maybe red. How about yeah. this? What I mean, I feel like. Uh, hold on. I got one. Uh, something simple. Let's see. Let's see. What do I got? Um, hmm. What's one of your guys' favorite performances in general? In any movie. Any film. What's like maybe not Jake Gyllenhaal Prisoners. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah? Okay. All right. Uh, me, it's got to be Dan Stevens in The Guest. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Every time I watch Shit. that movie, I'm so hooked into him. I love his character. I love the suspense around his character and the way he plays the scene. It, it's so enter- it's so entertaining to watch. How about you, Victor? Um, Dude, why are you asking why you should not, you should ask? I'm not ready well, you yet. you asked it. <laughs> hmm. That's a tough one. I just thought well, I also that really like stuff. Daniel Day-Lewis and Phantom Thread. He's dope. <laughs> oh, I'm just looking at my letterbox list here. I completely glossed over Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's real good. My head. You no, know, I've been I've had that in head. a bag for like, <laughs> what is it? A month now. And I've been meaning to watch that again, but I just haven't been doing it. Hollywood. Yeah, it's just the runtime. I'm just like, ah. Oh, I could give a fuck about the runtime. It's one of those movies. I love it so much. I can watch it for however long and still be fully satisfied. Yeah, I always want to put it on. I just never do it. I'm always just like, that sounds it. good. I should. Dude, just put it on. Once you see it, just just, just go. Just go. Just go. I think for a while it was Gosling and Drive. Like, that's a pretty obvious oh, yeah. like film school choice <laughs> oh yeah uh, oh, i just yeah. um but god I, besides that i'm trying to think of like one recently that really just like uh i think I'll... sherilyn finn and um twin peaks who plays laura oh, oh sorry not sure oh. not sherilyn finn uh freaking what's her name what's her name what's her name uh uh Oh yeah, Cheryl Lee. Cheryl Lee. Her okay. performance in Twin Peaks Firewalk with me is just, just. I want to see that. Tragic, and it's so. Ah. Yeah, Firewalk with me isn't that essentially the TV series condensed? No, it's the prequel film. It's a prequel. Yeah, and it's it's tone wise much darker and scarier and. I'm about it. Ugh, it's wow. freaky. I've seen it one time, but good lord. Um. Okay. Oh well, I might. I got. I. I still gotta watch it all. I need to. I just need to commit. I just need to find one time to commit to that show because I really liked what I saw of it. Well, that's a personal problem. Hope you figure it out. I. I know it's a personal problem. You don't have to rub it in. It, well, you dingus. Anything else you guys have left to say? I'm kind of done. Yeah, I'm, I'm wearing myself out yeah. at this point. Uh, cool. this, is, this is a good chat. Good couple of films. 
I don't know who's supposed to pick the next film. I don't know. Oh, we got one request. We got a request to do one. Oh yeah. Yeah, just one. But we could. I could probably find another one to compliment it. Oh yeah. What is it? Well, my friend, a good friend, requested we do the Terminator, the first Terminator movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I watched many times. Month. Okay. Fine. Well, we could talk about it anyways because it's a badass movie. Yeah. I, I let's see. I don't know who goes next. Let's see. Ryan, maybe Nick. I think I think Nick would be next. I think it's me, man. <laughs> so cool. So would that yeah, I'll I'll talk with you later about that. Rock and roll. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next time. Did it end yet? <laughs>